Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I'm going to talk to you this morning about bouncing back from adversity. You know, some people fall and they never get up. But we're not going to talk about that this morning. We're talking about people who fall but we're talking about those who bounce back, who come up from adversity and do not stay and remain in that state. You see, the world is hopeless. The world doesn't have answers. But in God and in the Word of God, there are answers. Can you say answers? Answers. He has answers for us. Each one of us, whether it's today, whether it's yesterday, or whether it will be in the future, we face adversity, difficult times, tough times, unfair situations. We face all of these things. There's setbacks that come into our life. We all face them. We are not of those who draw back. We are not of those who give up. And there is a hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our blessed hope, the Bible says. Can you say amen? Amen. So how we respond to those difficult, tough, unfair things in our life determines our future, where we're going to go. It determines our victory over darkness. I refuse to allow the devil to have the victory in my life. I refuse to allow it. And you need with me this morning to say that. I refuse because Jesus has given you the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Now you may be here this morning and maybe you're going through a difficult time. It may not be depression, but it could be other things that you're going through. Maybe you're here and things are not that way in your life. Maybe things are very good at this time. And I praise the Lord for that. So those of you that are in that situation, I want you to hear what I say this morning in a way that where the compassion that Jesus has placed in your heart will flow out to those others that you will touch this week, whether it be on your job, whether it be the family, whether it be your brothers and sisters here that you'll be talking with, or whatever situation that you're in. Allow the compassion and God's Word that we're going to talk about here this morning to flow out and to touch the lives of other people. This world needs hope. This world needs Jesus Christ, and we can take that to them. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.8 in the Phillips Bible says this, we should like you, our brothers, to know something of the trouble that we went through in Asia. We should like you to know what's going on in our life. That's what Paul said. You know, that's what Eddie and I have been doing. We've been sharing with you what's going on in our life. You may be tired of hearing it. I don't know. But I wouldn't think so. I would think that you're compassionate too. But Paul said, I want you to know as my brother what's going on in my life. The trouble that I've been going through. At that time, we were completely overwhelmed. You see, there are times in our life where there's an overwhelming force that comes in. And when it comes in, like Paul, you want your brothers to know about it. And that's okay. 
And that's right. Now, you see, we can take with our problems, our troubles, and our struggles, and we can camp out there, and every time we see someone, all we're doing is dumping, dumping, dumping. Well, you know, nobody likes that, do they? We, we don't like that. But there are times when somebody needs to talk so that they can be heard, so that they can receive support, and they can receive prayer. Paul wasn't just saying that so that they just knew about the circumstances. I guarantee you, you read on in 1 Corinthians there, and he wanted them to pray for him. And so when we're going through a difficult time, when the overwhelming forces of hell are coming against us, we share it with our brothers, and then there's prayer reinforcement that comes on the heels of it. Going through what my family has gone through recently, I cannot even imagine if I had not had the support of my brothers and sisters and the prayer power that was being generated in the Spirit. I needed it. I need it now. You need it. When the overwhelming circumstances of life are there, you need your brothers and sisters and you need prayer. You see, your brothers and sisters can't even pray effectively if it were not for the power of God in them. And so we have that. It's available to us. Amen? Now I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to Isaiah uh, chapter number 43. Isaiah 43 uh, and verse number 2. Isaiah 43, verse number 2. When thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I want to tell you, here when it says thou passest through the water, that water is polluted water. That's really what it is if you look it up. When you pass through the waters, not just in that clear crystal lake and river in the Smokies? He said, when you pass through the polluted waters, what does he say? I will be with thee. How many of you this morning can give testimony when you go through the water, when you've been through, God is with you. Aren't you thankful that you don't have to go through by yourself, but God is with you. When you're going through financial devastation, a business that you thought was going to take you out and make you a millionaire, but here you find yourself in bankruptcy. You can't pay for your house. You lost your car, whatever the case may be. When you go through the polluted water, I will be with you. When you go through divorce, that person that you made a commitment to and you thought that they made a commitment to you, but then they betrayed you. When you pass through those polluted waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. And some of you are testimony to it. And some of you are going through it now. And receive this word this morning. Receive it from the hand of the Lord. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. It may seem like the waters are getting higher and higher and they're about to go over your head. And like you're going under and you're going to sink. But folks, I want to tell you, grab hold of the blessed hope because He'll bring you up and you will not fail in Him. They shall not overflow thee, He said. It may look like it. 
It may seem like it. You may feel like it. But he said it would not overflow you. What does that mean? It seems like what I've been through recently in my life, it seems like that the river was rising so rapidly and overwhelmingly that I was going under and there was nothing I could do to stay above water. He said, it will not overflow me. It will not come above my head. It will not drown me out and my life out and ministry and family and everything. No, no, it will not overflow me. I'm preaching to you this morning truth. When I go through the polluted waters, God is with me. When the rivers are flowing and the waters are rushing around me, it's not going to overflow me. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. I feel like I have been through the fire, but I didn't get burned. I'm not burning, and neither are you. The fires of hell try to rage against us. You see, and what, what, is, what is sad to me is that many people who have a covenant with Almighty God, who receive Jesus Christ as Lord, who've been washed in the blood, they do not know what I'm telling you this morning or they will not receive it. If you're ignorant of it, the truth is here this morning to dispel ignorance. Receive and lay hold of what God has said. It is true. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in that when the waters come, they're not going to overwhelm you. Faith when the waters come that God is with you. Faith that when the fire comes, it's not going to burn you. You remember Daniel? He went through, or uh, the three Hebrew children... They went through the fiery furnace and the Bible said they didn't even smell of the smoke. You can go through the fire, but you don't have to smell like it. You don't have to smell like it. Amen? Amen. Now I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. I like what it says here. Luke 4, 18. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is talking about Jesus. Because He has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach good news, the gospel, to the poor. I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus is still preaching good news to the poor. Who are the poor? Well, the poor could be those who don't have anything, who don't have money, who don't have shelter, who don't have clothes. But the poor also can be those that know that in themselves they are destitute. I'm not here this morning preaching this message to you of myself. I stand here in the strength and the power of Almighty God. I know that within myself I am destitute. I am needy. I am poor within myself. But praise God, I don't have to be just me, myself, and I. So the gospel is good news. The gospel isn't bad news. The gospel is good news. And the good news is you go through the fire, you come out without being burned. You go through the water, you come out without being overcome by that water. 
The good news of the gospel is that when we were lost and undone, when we were on our way to hell and in our sins, the good news of the gospel is Jesus Christ laid down His life and shed His blood to redeem us and give us a home in heaven and give us some hope here on this earth. Without Him, we would be most miserable. He has sent me to announce release to the captives. I am here. Jesus is here this morning preaching through me that there is a release to the captive. The prison house doors are open this morning and you don't have to stay in the prison. You can come on out. And recovery of sight to the blind. I'm going to tell you, when the the polluted waters of life come into your life and when the fires of hell burn around you, I'm here to tell you that it can blind you to the truth. And God says, I'm going to open your eyes and give you some hope where there was no hope. You see, you get blinded to the truth when those difficult things are going on in your life. You get blinded to the truth and you need the eye of the Holy Spirit applied to your eyes so that you can see again and not be in despair and not live in despair. To send forth delivered those who are oppressed. You see, God's got deliverance for the oppressed. The devil wants to oppress us. He wants to put us down. He wants us to live under his thumb. But you know what God said? You don't live under his thumb. You let him live under your foot. You tread upon serpents and scorpions. You don't let them tread upon your life. And then it goes on to say, well, to send forth... uh, Delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. I'm going to read that again. Those who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. But He comes to free those who are oppressed in those kinds of ways. Many times we walk in the body of Christ as the walking wounded. There are wounds in our life, hurts, and that's the bruises. Nobody knows that they're there. Nobody can see them. We just go every day to work. We get up. You know, we go to the grocery store. We go to the gas station. We go everywhere we go, and we are bruised, and nobody even knows it in a lot of cases. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to live with those wounds and those hurts that bruise you You don't have to live that way for the rest of your life. There is hope in the Lord. If you're downtrodden, God wants to lift you up. If you're crushed and if you're bruised, God wants to lift you up. Can you say amen? Amen. So we don't have to live that way. Now, in the book of Isaiah, I had you there a minute ago. We're going to go back to chapter number 42 this time. And I want you to listen to what it says here. Isaiah 42, verse number 22. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. They are hid out in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivers for a spoil and none saith restore. Now I want us to look at a few things here. The Bible says this is a people robbed and spoiled. 
From when someone is robbed, that means something is stolen from them. Isn't that right? Well, many people in the body of Christ go through life and they've been stolen from. Their life has been plundered. And then I like what it says here, the way it describes this so well. They are all of them snared in holes. You know what snared is? A snare is a trap that is set for you. Now, most of the time, you don't see a trap. It's out there, you put your foot in it, and guess what happens? It snares you. You are trapped, and you can't get... Isn't that what happens to animals? They set traps like that, and the animals get caught. Well, that's what the enemy wants to do in our lives. He wants to steal from us. He wants to spoil us. He wants to take what we have, take it away from us, and then snare us, get us caught in a trap. You know what many of the traps of the enemy are? bitterness after the calamity comes, after the, the, the tough situ situation, the difficult time, bitterness comes, unforgiveness comes. We can't, you know, if so-and-so had did something, then this wouldn't have happened and blah, blah, blah. Well, it might have been so. It didn't happen that way. And you got to forgive and you got to go on. You get bitter or you can get better. I choose to get better. Every one of us has an opportunity to get bitter, to say, why God, and do all of that. How many times do we ask, why God? Because we don't understand. We may never understand some things till we get to heaven. Some things we do understand. We can read the Bible and we can find it out. Or God can tell us and He can reveal to us at a later time. But there are some things we just don't know. But you know what I've learned? I've got to trust God. I've got to trust God. That scripture has come to me over the past few months of my life over and over again. Trust in the Lord with what? Your whole heart. Not just part of your heart. With your whole heart. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding, but trust in Him. And I'm here to tell you this morning, we've got to trust in the Lord. We've got to trust that He has our best interest uh, at hand and that He is a good God. The, good, the gospel is good news. So they're good promises for us. We may not understand everything. And then he goes on to say, they're snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivers. For a spoil and none say, says restore. That is one of the saddest verses that you can read in, in the Bible. You know why? Because there was nobody there saying restore. God will restore to you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm has eaten up in your life. God will restore the comforts to you. God will restore your emotions, your mental State, He will restore your health, the Bible says. I'm here to tell you what you've been robbed and stolen and plundered in your life, what's been that way, and what the snare and the traps that you find yourself in. I'm here to tell you, restore. God will restore. There's restoration power in Jesus Christ this morning. There's resurrection power too. Amen? God wants to lift us up. He wants to raise us up. Can you say amen? amen? In verse number 16, the end of the verse, 
it says, and He will not forsake them. God will not forsake you in the difficult times of your life. If there's no one else standing with you, God is on your side and He is standing there with you. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.